On today's first-round KO, we look ahead to Sunday's pay-per-view WWE SummerSlam. We look at every match from top to bottom and give you a detailed analysis on who we think is going to win and why and what kind of feuds and storylines they may be going into in the future. Enjoy. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. I'm very curious to know what your sequel is going to be to the title of Connor Moore and the Sacred Stone. Like, are you going to make this like a whole eight, like a whole eight show, eight title thing? Like, are you going to try to match jk rowling here I'm man i really hope so because that was some gold like when i thought of that i it it made me really excited <laughs> like i really want to know what the other seven could possibly be well <laughs> it just depends on whatever comes out of your mouth <laughs> i mean i've already i mean i've already said two okay the whole sacred stone and chosen one thing i've said all last semester so there is this so there is that. So that technically comes first in chronological order. I've probably said a lot of other dumb things since it, since then. And then, of course, the whole soccer player country singer mix-up. That happens. Yep. Luke Bryan. Luke, Luke Bryan is... Best, Luke Bryan best does, player. Not play, does not play for Manchester United. That is Luke Shaw. <laughs> that is, is Luke Shaw, everybody. Don't know how I got that one mixed up. That's still one of my favorites. Um, but yes, there will be there will be sequels to that, and I'm hoping at some point there will be an actual like movie poster that says Connor Connor Moore in the in the Sacred Stone. <clears throat> We're working on it. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> so if you have kids, actually have something, or I'm holding this like this. Little- what are like, you talking about? Like holding like some like ancient like slab Lord of the Rings looking thing, and it just turns out and that's the type. All I, the only thing I request at this point is that I'm torn between if I want the end song of this podcast to be a wrestling theme or if I want it to be the Harry Potter theme. <laughs> now I'm officially torn. <laughs> we'll see. I guess. We'll oh just, my! We'll have to see what I decide to do oh when my. I'm editing tonight. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so Connor alluded to it. Uh, today is a wrestling show because this weekend in two days, SummerSlam is upon us and it's going to be a great show. We're going to spend the the next, however long I I can imagine. We're going to want to talk about this for a while. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to predict and preview what happens this Sunday at WWE SummerSlam. I'm so excited. There's a um, currently, officially, as of the time we're recording this, there is uh, 13 matches on this card, three pre-show, and 10 on the main card. So, lot to talk about, lot to discuss. 
and a lot that I'm excited for. So let's dive right into it. The first pre-show match that we're going to talk about is the Raw Tag Team Championship match between the B Team defending their titles against the Revival. And the Raw Tag Team champs, the B Team, are undefeated since ditching the Miztourage gimmick. And they've taken the belts from Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy and successfully defended the titles multiple epi- are on, are on, on multiple episodes of Monday Night Raw. However... The Revival are on a winning streak of their own, taking out Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley a number of times and cementing themselves as the number one contenders for the straps. So, Connor, what do you think is going to happen in this match? Can we talk about how they changed the B-team's music, too, to some Spirit Squad sounding B-team, thing? B-team, B-team, go, 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 go. Okay. I love it. it. All- in all honesty, it, it fits their gimmicks so much better. So many people, it. so many people hate it. Like all the reviews, all the YouTube channels that I watch, they everyone just hates it. They say it's so annoying, but I think it's perfect for their gimmick, first it, of all. It, it, and it it's kind of catchy and it's kind of fun. <laughs> it took a while for it to grow on me. I, I literally watched the when I was watching Raw that night. At first, I was just like, I hate this, and then after watching a few more videos later in the day or later the next day, I was just like, okay, this actually fits their goofy. Uh, gimmick and i guarantee you especially since it's in uh, since SummerSlam is in brooklyn again that might be the second or the third loudest chant during an entrance probably behind shinsuke's and seth rollins's burn it down which would would it's just one of those entrance themes where it it engage where it it is going to engage exactly so it I mean, it, this further cements them as the faces, as like the face here. Mm-hmm. Um, the revival, the WWE, they've been kind of—I don't want to say mismanaging them, but they kind of—they're kind of like stop and start with them. Like they bring them up, like they'll throw them in, a, in tag team matches, and they really perform. But then they look kind of directionless, and now they finally have—they're finally in the tag team title picture, clear cut here, no, no, no shadow of a doubt. I do think it's a matter of time before it's only a matter of time before the revival finally get the gold, which I think they are definitely deserving of. I, I don't, I just have a hard time thinking that the WWE is going to have that undefeated streak end, and they're and the B team are riding such this hot momentum mm-hmm. right now, and they've built them up to be so hot right now with the fans and everything. If you have them lose in SummerSlam, that's that that's it. You might yeah. as well just you, you might as well just split them at and let them go off into single careers. That's how much momentum will be killed off. Although, what if, great heel heat that would be for the revival. Exactly, especially if they're a, that over. Yeah, that would be amazing heat. But then you have, I mean, they'll still have the have some have some heat regardless at the end of SummerSlam. But I think you'll just kill off all the momentum the B team has if you have them drop the belts at SummerSlam, albeit still a kickoff show. But I think they hang on to it a little bit longer, honestly. So I have the B-team winning. Um, If this match was on the main card, I would say that this would be the perfect time for the Revival to win. Because you would have the B-team, who is slightly over right now. They have the engaging theme song and all that stuff. They're undefeated, and they're kind of fun. They've been stealing wins. So it... If it was on the main card, I would say this would be a perfect time for the heels to kind of 
not bury, but finally like beat the undeserving face champions, which is really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I would say that would be perfect, but because this is on the pre-show, I can't see them doing that. Like, it doesn't make sense for them to a change a title on on the pre-show because not a lot of people watch so like it might get overlooked um but you just have like you said like this is going to be a hot brooklyn crowd and i think that i think that the b team are going to be very over and they've kept them undefeated they have something going and i honestly even though they've been mistreated on raw i think that this is building that this feud is building to uh authors of pain feud and I think the authors of pain, once they get into the title picture, they're just going to absolutely destroy the B team, and then they're going to hold the titles going into Mania or something. You know, I think that happens in the next pay per view. So I think this is just a filler match, a filler feud for the tag team champions, which is weird because it's SummerSlam. <laughs> but right. um, yeah, I definitely like I said, if it was on the main card, I could see the revival picking up the win. But I don't see that happening on the pre-show. Um, moving on to the next pre-show match, which is another tag team match. Um, a mixed tag match between Rusev Day and Lana Day. Rusev and Lana uh, teaming up against Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Rusev Day is going through hard times lately. Aiden English has cost Lana and Rusev matches against Cien Almas and Vega over the last month. So, at SummerSlam, the two sides are looking to finish things once and for all. Will English continue to cause or to cost Rusev Day matches, or will things turn around for the vocalist slash valet? What do you yeah. think about what do you think about this match, Connor? This match has a, has two of my favorite theme songs on WWE in the form of Lana's and Andrade's. Okay. <laughs> I won't I won't even lie. I absolutely adore. I no not well adore's the wrong word, but I love Andrade's uh, theme song for oh, whatever yeah. reason. And then Lana's, I didn't actually start caring about it till this year when I heard it. Right, and and I was kind of like halfway watching SmackDown, halfway looking at my laptop. The saxophone, heard, the saxophone right. just gets you, man. And then I heard it. I was just like, "Oh damn, okay, Lana." Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I. This is. I'm just gonna keep it. Keep what I, what I think is gonna happen short and simple here. Okay. It's gonna get very close. Lana and Rusev are gonna are gonna look like they're just about to win. Aiden English is gonna cost them the match again, and then we're going to see a feud between Aiden English and Rusev in the most in a competition of what could be the the most yawn inducing feud on SmackDown because. Wow, have the mighty have fallen as far as how over Rusev is, and then he's relegated to a feud, or at least a triple, or at least a, some, a triple threat feud between Andrade, English, and Rusev. But I personally, oh, I after, hope that they, I hope that, I hope they don't. Yeah. But I, what I, what I think is going to happen is that after this, because, I mean, if I haven't already made this clear, 
Zelina and um, Sienna Almas are going to win this one. And what I think is going to happen is that Andrade is going to is going to move up and maybe. Yeah, I hope that this uh, is a one-off match the, for them. I'm thinking that he's going to enter. I don't know what title picture he can enter because there's already kind of like face heel. Yeah. Dy- dynamics in in every in every other title. So realistically, until they find some place for Cien, they might just slap him in this triple threat thing because Rusev technically has unfinished business with Andrade because Adrian English. We'll see, but but uh, not Adrian English, Aiden English. Um, we haven't seen the last of, of of Aiden English here. He's gonna pop up in this match. He's gonna cost Lana and Rusev the match, and we're gonna. Yeah, my worst my worst fears for Rusev is gonna actually. And Andrade are going to come alive here, which is Rusev and, and Aiden English are going to find themselves in a match together, and Andrade still going to come in because Rusev still has unfinished business with him. So, Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas are winning this one, um, thanks to yeah. Aiden English. I completely agree because because of the English factor, like he's going to cost them the match one way or another, and I see this going two ways. One, I see him, you know, doing the same thing that he's been doing, trying to help and accidentally costing the match. And then Rusev just completely losing it and turning heel and beating up English. But... Oh, oh you think Rusev goes heel here? I... No. <laughs> I think that could happen. What okay. I think will actually happen is that English will intentionally cost them the match this time. I think English turns heel. And then I think that they run with a, with a babyface Rusev day in Lana and Rusev mm-hmm. against a heel Aiden English. And I think you can get a couple matches out of that because maybe English steals one. And then, you know, I think and I think that could be entertaining, especially with how over Rusev is. If they actually commit to him being a babyface, you know, that could actually intri- – and then Aiden can sing – and rap whatever his heel promos against Rusev. I think it, I think that's a perfect situation, and I think that works very well. So I hope I hope that's what happens, and I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to do the heel Rusev. I think they learned their uh, learn their lesson on that one. I hope so. I hope so. But then again, it's WWE, and they don't they don't learn lessons. So we'll see. I mean, but that but to me, that's what happens. I think. Aiden comes out and like pretends like he's about to help, but then actually like costs them like you know punches Rusev or you know pulls Lana out of the ring or something, and and then Andrade gets the win and then you know Aiden starts beating up Rusev with like a chair or something. Yeah, next match, uh, the final match on the pre-show, pre-show is a title match. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship will be defended when Cedric Alexander puts his title on the line against Drew Gulak. And the Cruiserweight Championship is being defended at a WWE pay-per-view for the first time since WrestleMania. So that's something we can discuss too. Um, The current chap, Cedric Alexander, looks to continue his lengthy run um, and his opponent, Drew Gulak, has other plans as Gulak is trying to make 205 Live a better uh, place and he believes being champion will ju- will do just that uh, with his heel cohorts by his side Drew looks to leave the Barclays Center with the strap in hand Connor what do you think about this cruiserweight championship match 
I think Cedric Alexander is going to try to avenge his close friend storyline or real life, either way. And uh, Mustafa Ali, since he's out of action, I don't watch much 205 Live here, so I'm just I'm just going by the the little I know and the little that I look o- look over from just watching recaps and stuff. Yeah. But I think they've done such a good job of really making Drew Gulak more a more serious heel. Yes. Not that not that whole no fly zone thing. Not not the not the not the PowerPoints. Not the pick. Not the the, I love the, the PowerPoint. Pro, the protesting signs. They've actually made him out to be a serious heel. And I do think Cedric Alexander's had a great run, but I, again, I think it's a matter of Cedric Alexander will still have momentum because he can chase after Drew Gulag if he wins the title for for a, for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I think if Gulag comes up short again, then, I mean, what's really what's really the point of reestablishing him and giving him this giving him more of this mean streak so i personally like cedric alexander but i do think the title changes hands here i think drew gulak with the assistance you know of uh, of uh, of his friends of his allies i think gulak is going to walk out of brooklyn with the cruiserweight title belt to be honest i have not followed cruiser like 205 205 live recently like i honestly don't i couldn't tell you who his cohorts are right now (laughs) i couldn't i i I don't i think one's tony niece that would make sense and i think one is buddy brian i could be wrong buddy murphy buddy murphy yeah um that would make sense i couldn't tell i i did not know that mustafa was out um yeah i Bad, bad wrestling fan here. I have not been watching and I have not been following even at all. Um, so I didn't even know that he was on this mean streak and all. Like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and watch some, some 205 live. And I've been meaning to, but it's, it's after SmackDown on Tuesdays, and we record on Tuesdays. <laughs> so I usually, we usually are recording when it's on. So maybe. Ooh, maybe I could just watch that and NXT on Wednesdays. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. But anyway, um, to me, this like I don't, I don't think they see Gulak as a champion necessarily. I think Cedric's kind of still their guy, and I think Vince still want or not Vince Triple H since he's running Two Hundred Five Live. I think he still sees Cedric as his guy, and they want to build. 205 Live around Cedric, and I think after SummerSlam, they're going to start doing more pay-per-view matches and hopefully more feuds because, like, I, you know, this is the first pay-per-view match for the Cruiserweights since WrestleMania, since Cedric won the title there. Um, So that... That's interesting to me. Yeah, I, I still think that Cedric's their guy, and I think this is just another... This is going to be a baby face, you know, overcoming the heel and maybe the heel people on the outside. This is going to be Cedric standing tall and still being the face of the cruiserweight division, I think, after this. So I think Cedric retains, um, especially on the pre-show. Just my opinion. Right. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So starting on the main card, we have no idea the mat the match order. I wish I knew the match order. I wish they announced it because that would make predictions a lot easier. But we're gonna go through this uh through the card the way that I have it ordered on this website. Oh, by the way, thank you to Newsweek.com with their SummerSlam preview, and that's where all these little previews that I'm reading are coming from. So thank you to them. I can't take credit to these for these. Um, so the first match we're going to talk about on the main card is a rematch from WWE Extreme Rules in Finn Balor versus Constable Baron Corbin. Corbin continues to make fun of or make Finn Balor's life on Raw harder despite losing uh, their pay-per-view match. In the rematch from Extreme Rules, Balor looks to end the feud once and for all and prove that size doesn't matter in the ring. And props to the writer on that line, because <laughs> I love that. Size doesn't matter in the ring. It made me chuckle. Um, yeah, well, Connor, what do you think about Corbin versus Balor? Why they got to do Balor like this? <laughs> I agree. Why, why they got to do Balor? Why do they got to do Balor like this? It's like they have tried everything in the book since last year's WrestleMania. The day after last year's WrestleMania, mm-hmm. when he returned from the separated shoulder and the torn labrum and everything, and before oh, when he came, and when he came back, they just threw him in tag matches, and his and his whole thing was need a tag team partner, find Finn Balor, and then they, and then they had like a brief month reunion of, of the club. Bullet of the OG Bullet Club, kind of OG Bullet Club, whatever you want to call it. OGBC, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, between or with Balor and uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. And then there was the flirtation with the Intercontinental Championship, which was great. You know, him and between Balor, Rollins, and Miz, there was great chemistry there. Well, you that also was... you also forget before that, uh, Royal Rumble time, he started number two. I believe, mm-hmm. and he he lasted until the final four. Like he was the Iron Man that night. He he lasted almost the full match, and then went on to uh, Elimination Chamber, where he was a part of that match too to vie for a title match for Brock Lesnar. So he he was kind of flirting with that main title picture for a while too. And every time that there's like multi man matches to get a number one contendership match. Um, He's always he's always right. in the mix too. So. But I but I feel like that's just be, I feel like that's because WWE is trying to be like, oh hey, remember when he was just, the first? We're, we're just, yeah. Right, we're just trying to give you a reason to remind you he was the first ever Universal Champion. Yeah. Even though we're not going to put him anywhere near contention because we all know, depending on who's in the match, Roman Reigns, who's going to win. So why does I just hate that they did my boy Balor like this, and then they essentially killed off the Demon persona, which I'm so upset that they didn't take. <laughs> But that they didn't take this one last week to try to put in the slightest inkling. Would have been perfect. Exactly. Where it's kind of like, oh, you think size doesn't matter? Well, okay, well, I might I be think, small, but I'm also a demon. <laughs> I think it was the guys. I think it was Wrestle Talk, one of the channels I watch on YouTube. Go check them out. They're great for wrestling. Um, <laughs> support Wrestle Talk. I'm pretty sure that they, that they were the ones that said this. It it would have been perfect because on Raw. They did the angle where after Balor's match, Corbin hit him with the end of days and laid him out. That's fine. 
and then they went to commercial break. It would have been perfect. Come back from commercial break. Balor's still, like, getting himself up because he's so beaten up from the end of days. He gets up, and he's just like, all right, that's fine. You want to bring the fight? I'm going to bring the demon. Like, it, it could have easily, like, you want this so bad, I'm going to bring my A game. And it would have been perfect because the last time we saw him was at SummerSlam. This is a big enough pay-per-view to do it, and it would have been a great way to get him over. But, no, we're just getting Balor versus Corbin. Right. I'm... <clears throat> I'm, I hope they haven't forgotten. I know they haven't forgotten him because when it was his birthday, they showed different pictures of him when he was the demon and everything from NXT. His uh, when he was a demon in, you know, when he, on the main roster and everything. So we know he has. They haven't forgotten the demon persona, even though they like to pretend that they have. Now on the flip side, really, what does Baron Corbin have to lose here? If he loses the match, oh darn! You, like he lost. He can go. He can still go. He still has the whole constable gimmick. He bullies Kurt Angle. He bullies everyone else on the roster. He gives everyone else a hard time, right? Which is very entertaining, by the way. Exactly. Like I, I actually like I, and people give me crap for this all the time, because I used to hate Baron Corbin, and I still don't think he's great in the wrestling ring. But <laughs> this character is great and he actually performs very well in it oh he, yeah this character this character is i i yeah i i like it the reason i like it is because it makes it legitimately it legitimately makes me hate baron corbin when he does right? his whole acting thing and he's he's doing his job when he was a regular heel on smackdown and everything i was kind of just like oh cool you got a badass theme song but we all know what's gonna happen right yeah now it's kind of just like god get this man off my screen so it's working it, yes so my so my thing is what does he really have to lose if he wins you bury one of the guys who uh, who Triple H loves, even though we know Raw isn't ran by Triple H, but we know we know Triple H loves Finn. We saw as much in the Survivor Series thing. We saw as much in Raw twenty five and yeah. and that little, in that oh, little yeah. end in the end thing where it was when the click pulled, the click uh, showed with the club, up. yeah, the click with the club. So what a moment. We we know people in the in the organization are high on Finn Balor. Vince isn't for whatever reason, or he's not fully invested because he's little. The explain Rey Mysterio, oh, uh, Eddie. Eddie, you're right. Eddie. As in, like, yeah. They, the only they, reason, they, they, the only they, reason they, Ray, Ray the won the Rumble, the only reason Ray won the Rumble and then the title was because Eddie, Eddie, yeah, because he literally right. dropped the title like a month later. <laughs> I, 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 I hate. I, I legitimately hate that because I mean, Ray. I'll get to Ray on another day when yeah. Ray finally comes back. I'll, I'll go Which that, is that. rumored to happen. It, it is. Especially it is. because he's a downloadable character for 2K19. He's he's going to come back this yeah. year. We we know he's coming back. It's just a matter of... It's literally just a logistics thing. But yeah, yeah. getting to this match, the person who has the most to lose here is Balor. Because if he loses, what do you do with them? Like, where realistically do you do with them? Unless... Unless they all of a sudden the next day decide, oh, hey, we're having our superstar shakeup. We're sending Balor to SmackDown, which I think he needs at this point. Because as much as I love yes. him on Raw, there is nowhere for him on Raw. Oh, my God. Then you There's, could do Balor versus Andrade CN. You could do that. Or, hell, you could put him in a, you could put him in a U.S. title picture uh, with Shinsuke. Oh, my God. Keep, put him on SmackDown. Keep, if you decide to keep the U.S. title on, on SmackDown. I still think Shinsuke is due a, a run on Raw, but I, but I think that's down the road. I think that's after rest. I think that's after this year's Mania. I agree. 
I Balor almost has to win this because yeah. you, you kill off a guy who fans love. He has, you know, he's over, but you couldn't really tell because they they stop and start him so much, mm-hmm. and it and you can only go so long with the whole. Oh yeah, he was the first Universal Champion until until the injury for so long until you finally give him something worthwhile. He almost has to win because there's nothing there's nothing really for Baron Corbin to lose here. If he wins, he buried Finn Balor and yeah. and he gets and he gets a lot of heat. If he loses, he still he still generates he still heat, heat every yeah. single week because he'll make excuses for why he lost because he's a heel. Exactly. He can do that exactly, and he'll still make Kurt's <laughs> life miserable. He'll <laughs> he'll still play he'll still play the messenger from Stephanie McMahon and everything. Mm-hmm. He'll still make Roman he he can make anyone's life on that roster miserable. So he's going to generate the same heat that he would regardless. The only thing is if he beats Finn Balor, you just killed off any form of momentum that a guy who very well is deserving of being in a title hunt it had or established for himself. So I have Balor winning this, one, because I've, it's, it's the worst kept secret of, in the world to everyone who knows that I like wrestling, that I'm a massive Finn Balor fan. And two... What, what, what else? Where is there to go? Where else is there for Finn Balor to go if he loses? You know, yeah. they've the writers booked themselves into a corner here. So I'm running with Balor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had an amazing idea, and you'll hear about it later. Whew. Um. So. <laughs> What, you know what Corbin reminds me of, actually? Like, what his character actually is? He's basically Michael Cole with the anonymous GM. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, like, right? I just thought of that. It's it's kind of perfect because you have that authority figure, but you have, you know, the chicken shit heel who gets to kind of, like, voice all the the heel stuff like and they get the rub off of it i think that's great and it's it works really well in a wrestling role too because he gets to make his matches and whatever um everything that you said i completely agree uh and i think the way they told this story so the first match at extreme rules balor won on a roll-up and then the second match on raw i'm pretty sure uh corbin cheated i can't remember or maybe he just won because he's big. You know, he's a big guy. So he won. He outmuscled him. He outstrengthened Whatever. So th- the story that they've been telling is that Finn is smaller and that he's a worse wrestler for that. So th- to me, this this is going to be a very fast-paced and physical match of Corbin kind of dominating for most of the match. But then I think it's going to be Finn overcoming the size and out wrestling Corbin and finally, you know, hitting just a clean hitting the coup de gras after, you know, out maneuvering Corbin, hitting the coup de gras and pinning him clean. I overcoming the ooh, excuse me, overcoming the big guy and the big beating and everything. He's gonna, you know, probably kick out of he might even kick out of an end of days to be honest. Like or a deep six. They set up the deep six as a finisher now. He'll he'll definitely he'll kick out of that and all that stuff. He'll he will overcome the giant in this match. I think that's the story they're trying to tell. And I think they're trying to protect him, hopefully. Be, because Corbin can afford a loss, especially in this role. Right. Alright. The next match is a triple threat 
for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and the champion Carmella. Becky Lynch has been on one of the... <laughs> this line actually makes me laugh, and I'm going to say why in a sec. Becky Lynch has been on one of the longest winning streaks in the company, which has earned her a shot at Carmella and the SmackDown Live women's title. So before I continue, that's funny, because the last person that Carmella took on was Asuka, who was on like a 200-and-whatever match streak. So the longest winning streak in the company, that's a stretch. But anyway... She has been on a winning streak since. I think, act, I think active. I think they made like one of the longest the, active ones. That's fair. Unfortunately for the Irish last kicker, SmackDown GM Paige gave Charlotte an opportunity to insert herself into the title match uh, if she could beat Carmella, and she did. Uh, now that match is a triple threat, and will Carmella use Charlotte and Becky's friendship slash rivalry against them? Or will Lynch complete her journey to recapturing the championship? Connor, who do you got? At first, I was really mad that they did this. And then I started to think long. I started to think the long game here. Because I do think there is a long game to be had here. So Charlotte re-enters. You know, comes back from the surgery uh, with... The ruptured breast implant surgery. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and, you know, comes back and right away is inserted into the title picture. Right, you know. And you can see they keep teasing. There's a there's going to be a fracture in, the, in their friendship and everything. And what I'm thinking is going to happen is Carmelo's going to lose the belt. And I think... Sh- and I honestly think Charlotte wins somehow because I what I think and I think it's there's going to be a, an act of betrayal somewhere, even though it's triple threat rules. But, you know, friendship, loyalty and all that in that sense of act of betrayal. It's every woman against herself. Right. As if they haven't made that <laughs> abundantly clear. As if they don't make it abundantly clear anytime there's a triple threat match. Like, uh, if right. there's ever a multi-man match, the champion the champion doesn't have to get pinned to lose the title. And it's every woman for herself. There's no friends in this. Yeah. Every right. match. So what I'm thinking like is five. going to happen here is that they're going to play the long game here. I, does, I think Carmella did her job. She generated enough heat as a champion. She, she's, she's done her job. She's done her job and everything like that. That's great. I think Car- I think Charlotte wins the belt, turns heel, and that sets up a fairly lengthy program with her and Becky. And I think the ultimate, and I th- do think that leads to the ultimate payoff, which is Becky. You know, they've they've been building her as the as the superstar who's been who was at the top, then they then was at the bottom, had to scratch and claw her way back to, for lack of better terms, relevancy, and now she's there. And then you know she has her friend there again and then i think charlotte's gonna cost her that which is gonna set becky back again which i think is gonna set up a fairly good program between her and charlotte and with obviously the eventual payoff becky lynch comes out on top i would say by the royal rumble actually if uh come comes out on top finally wins the belt and i think she and i personally think that she goes on to have one of the best 
runs of her career and one of the best runs the SmackDown Women's title has had. That's just, in my mind, it's just my opinion how this goes because I don't know how much longer... Because if they run this any longer between the whole, oh yeah, Carmella's the champ and Becky and Charlotte are now fighting, you've just you basically just rehashed the whole Bayley-Sasha yeah. Banks thing, but you inserted the title into inside yeah. the picture. Yeah. So... I have Charlotte winning. I do think there's going to be a rematch between all three of them, but I, but I, at some point, but I do think that this ultimately sets up a fairly lengthy run or a fairly lengthy program between a heel Charlotte, who I think operates a lot better as a heel. Yes. Like she can work as a face, but it, it dries up after a while. Very much. And she'll still get the woo chance regardless. Ric Flair did when he was a heel. Oh yeah. So, I think this ultimately sets up a very lengthy program between a heel Charlotte and a face Becky Lynch. And then they'll figure out what to do with Carmella. They, they, they will. <laughs> they, they, can they, they can afford to keep her off, too, because, I mean, SmackDown's yes. a very crowded roster with a lot of talent. So they really can't afford to keep her off. It's very crowded. One of the best women's wrestlers in the world, Asuka, isn't even on the card. She hasn't been on SmackDown since she lost to right. Carmella. And you um, can technically run a program with Asuka and Carmella on the side. Ooh. I mean, technically, Asuka that would be really never good. got a fa- never got a fair shot because of James Ellsworth. That would so be really good. You actually. have options for Carmella if you want to t- if they take the belt off of her, which I do think they do. Um, I completely agree again with everything you just said. Um, Charlotte for sure always she's better as a heel. Like she's she can pull off babyface because she's great. She can pull it off, but. She's just be- she's a better storyteller when she's a heel. She's a better promo, definitely when she's a heel. I love when she's a heel and cuts her promos because she she talks louder <laughs> and in like a more a more high pitched voice, and it's so annoying, but it's f- it's amazing. <laughs> like it's perfect. It's a perfect way to get heel heat because she just she just talks and screams almost like Vicky Guerrero, and it's fantastic. So excuse me. <laughs> um. But yeah, I completely agree. First of all, uh, Charlotte had the best line on SmackDown in a long time when she said that Carmella is a diva living in a uh, women's era. Fantastic. And then I love oh, yeah. that Carmella. I love I, I, that yeah, line. Because so it, it sums up her character because she really is in this position because of her good looks and because of her charisma. That's really what it comes down to. She's not a good wrestler. Um, so I'm glad that they acknowledged that and I'm glad that she kind of accepted it too. And she's like, yep, that's who I am. And like, if they would have gone from that, if they would have gone with that since day one, her, her title run would have been immensely better. Um, so I'm glad that they did that, but too, a a little too late because I, now she's run her course and I think, and I think she is going to drop the title. And again, one of two things is going to happen. Um, I can guarantee you that whoever walks out champion is going to be heel. And I say that because while I do, what I do think is going to happen is what you said. I think Charlotte's going to turn heel on Becky. What I th- They'll probably do something like Shinsuke and AJ at WrestleMania where Charlotte wins by pinning Carmella or making Carmella tap out. And then Becky's raising her hand, blah, blah, blah. And then that can go two ways. It could go where Charlotte beats up Becky and then raises the title with her foot on Becky. Or they can do the Becky heel turn, which they've kind of been teasing. 
but I think they've been teasing it too much. I think it's a red herring. And it would be dumb because she's an incredible baby face and she's over as a baby face. So I, I hope they don't do that, but I could see them doing that. But what I think is going to happen is, like what I said, I think Charlotte's going to beat Carmella. And then Becky's going to be like, oh, good job. Like, we're friends. Now we can feud for it. And Charlotte's going to be like, no, big boot. <laughs> uh, and spear and natural selection and just a brutal beat down like Shinsuke did to AJ at WrestleMania. And then Charlotte walks out as a heel. And then they can go into, like you said, you know, Carmella can get a rematch the next Tuesday. That's fine. And then they can go into a, a Becky versus Charlotte feud for going into Evolution, which will be fantastic. And because the and especially now you need you need looking ahead, especially like looking towards WrestleMania because you kind of have to now that SummerSlam is coming up. You need to heal Charlotte because the plans for WrestleMania have have pretty much been set since last year's WrestleMania that the, the plan is for Ronda Rousey to take on Charlotte Flair. And Ronda is over as a babyface. I don't think they'll ever I don't think they will turn her for a while because of her star power. So you need to heal Charlotte against her. And then you need to make Charlotte look credible. So you have this lengthy title run for Charlotte. Let her drop it like late December or maybe Royal Rumble. And then what I think happens, and this is my fantasy booking that I like to do, I think Ronda, and this is a little spoiler alert for my one of my picks later, I think Ronda wins the title at Evolution. And then I think she holds on to it until Mania. And I think Charlotte, while on SmackDown, I think she wins the Royal Rumble and challenges for the other title like Asuka did last year. I think she challenges Ronda. Um, But that's just – that's way in the future. We don't have to talk about that yet. But I I am going with a heel Charlotte walking out as SmackDown champion. All right. All right. Speaking of (laughs) Ronda, Ronda Rousey will be taking on Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss in Ronda's first, second, second uh, title match in WWE. And uh, the Raw Raw Women's, in the Raw Women's Tag Division, Alexa Bliss has continued to to put a stranglehold on the title scene. Um, holding the title on and off since coming over to Monday nights in the Superstar Shakeup last year after WrestleMania 33. Uh, however, Bliss will face her biggest test yet as Ronda Rousey continues to prove she's an unstoppable force in the ring. Uh, the match seems to uh, the the match seems like a foregone conclusion, but Bliss has come out on top in these situations in the past. Connor, what do you think about your two favorite women wrestlers uh, <laughs> facing off in a tr- championship match? Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate this. I know this okay. must be difficult for you. It's difficult because you brought up because you brought up something that I could very well see WWE holding off for, <laughs> which is they don't put the strap on Ronda till Evolution. However, it's uh, it's just it's a matter of which momentous occasion do do they want to go for? Do they really want to go for here? Yep. Like it's oh, it's so difficult because 
I SummerSlam, in theory, in one theory rather, is so perfect. Would be so perfect to put the on Ronda. It would be. I think it is the. It's you know. It's a. It's one of. It's one of the big pay per views. Mm-hmm. You know. It's the second biggest. In theory, it's the second biggest pay per view. Right. It's, it's the second biggest pay per view in WWE, obviously behind WrestleMania. Right. It's. You know. It's literally the perfect opportunity here for them to put the strap on her and then you can have her carry it all the way to mania because at first when i was uh thinking about this i thought in my mind i was like oh you can put the belt on ronda on SummerSlam, let her go into it at evolution you can still run a lengthy program with bliss because i don't think that program could get stale and you really only have to wait what a month and a half for evolution so you yeah very mid october i believe because you very so you very well could still run an alexa bliss ronda rousey program and everything Be- oh man but then at the same time evolution makes sense to put the belt on her yep because it's a momentous historic first ever women's pay-per-view match and what bigger what bigger event to have Ronda Rousey win her first title? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's a matter of which pay-per-view does WWE value more. No. I really don't want to say that because Evolution is going to be this massive momentous occasion. It's yeah. going to – I honestly think Evolution is going to be one of this year's – one of the calendar year's best pay-per-views. And as far as the WWE calendar – you know, where when the calendar resets the day after Mania, I think it's going to be one of the top reviews as far as WWE's calendar. Mm-hmm. I see. Before I would I would be all for saying, okay, Alexa's going to win because I think this is when they're going to have Natalia turn heel and Ooh. and cost and cost Ronda. But with the unfortunate death of her father, we those plans I think are off the table. I think it's too soon just to throw for it now. Back. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be delayed quite a bit. Right. I think I think those plans are going to be delayed. I I could see them still doing it, especially because Ronda maybe did a promo or did a promo on Raw about it. So maybe I could see them maybe doing yeah Natalia be like, how dare you talk about him type of thing, but. Yeah, but to but your I mean, point, it, it is kind of like it'd be a little insensitive to do it, it right? It's, it would be it would be it would be insensitive to do it. Rhonda's yeah. promo was very complimentary about it. You know, she addressed yeah. it on behalf of the. I'm just saying, I could see them and, doing it. Yeah. Right, and the big thing was, and Bleach Report did a good job. Uh, I thought mentioned it perfectly. Rhonda essentially explained why why Natalia, who was scheduled to be on the card, mm-hmm. who was scheduled to have a match on that Raw. Why she was, I mean, everyone knew she wasn't going to be there, even though I'm guaranteeing some people was like, oh, she's still going to, in honor of her, of her father. Rhonda essentially explained why Natalia wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know, because they had to, because you know, they had to rewrite that entire first 10 ish minutes or so of Raw. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Just have they, Ember Moon instead had, of, you know. Right. They had to call an audible somewhere. Yeah. So, I, that's why I think the plans. Which would have been a perfect plan here, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you get – that's crazy heat on Alexa and Natalia. I think those plans are shelved for a while. That would have been good. I didn't even think about that. If anything, I think those plans might be shelved for good here for 
that they at least until after it. WrestleMania, they in my mind. Very lengthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because I think Natalia's going to take she's going to take a good amount of time away. Unless that's what they do, like for Royal Rumble and Fastlane or something. But so oh, this is I this is very tough. Have her turn to this is so extremely tough. Yeah, it is <laughs> because you can afford because you honestly can afford to keep the belts on either one of them until evolution so you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with i'm gonna stick with my gut here okay i'm gonna stick with who i'm gonna stick with who i with who i want to win and what are things gonna happen it's the second biggest pay-per-view on the wwe calendar and yes i know evolution's around the corner but i think if you have ronda rousey go into evolution as a champion I think that's enough to show that there is a massive evolution, and she's arguably the biggest draw on the women's division now, without a shadow of a doubt. If anything, she's a very close second, but I she's the, the, as far as currently active female superstars on the main roster, she's the biggest draw. Yeah, it makes sense for her to have the title going into it. I it think does. it. I it. it so I'm gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna go Rousey here. I think this is. I think they're gonna pull the trigger because it basically is mini mania. What the SummerSlam basically is. However, however, I can a hundred percent see them keeping the belt on Alexa because if she does keep the belt, Alexa Bliss, she drops it at Evolution. But I think Ronda Rousey retains. I think Ronda Rousey retains. I want. Her. I mean, I think Ronda Rousey wins. I want Ronda Rousey to win. But mm-hmm. if Alexa Bliss wins, we know the title is changing hands at, at Evolution. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it's it's painful to think about because now now that you even say it, like I, I, can, I can definitely see them like it being big enough that Ronda is the champion going in to Evolution. Like I can see that. Um, oh. Also, I would like to preface – preface for you and for any of our uh new new bullet shield day club members that may be listening to this um these are not our official predictions <laughs> as far as sunday goes we have the right to change them come sunday especially this one I'm, i have I'm no idea i'm probably not texting in minds until saturday honestly we don't ha- like, you don't have to text them in if you're going to be there I'm still working on that but <laughs> true i know i'm just saying um uh, I, yeah, okay, so like I mentioned, my thought process and my my WWE booking mind says you have Alexa cheat to win or escape with the title somehow without Ronda losing again, or maybe she, lo- you know, I don't know, uh, maybe she loses in some bad way. I don't, I think, I think they have to keep her undefeated somehow but anyway i they could pull something where alexa leaves as champion and and then and then you know have her win at evolution because that's huge i think having this first ever women's only pay-per-view having your biggest star win her first ever championship I think that's huge and that's going to be great, especially because it's Ronda and she has the mass appeal to everyone because of her uh, 
her background and her star power. But I can also like I also just see them wanting to put the belt on her right away. Especially because she's she's been fantastic. And I also want to say that this match is going to be absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. And it's going to be like we were all nervous going into Money in the Bank because Ronda was going against Nia Jax. And Nia Jax isn't necessarily the best wrestler. But like Alexa's great in the ring. So and Ronda's shown that she can hang in the in the ring. She has I, definitely she, shown she can. She put hang. on a good match with Nia. So like I this match is gonna be great. I can't wait for this match. And I can't wait for the ending because either way, there's gonna be a great storytelling ending. And what someone pointed out to me, which I can't, I, I can't f- quite figure out in my head how they would make it work. But I don't know for for anyone who would, who remembers, Alexa can do this cool trick with her arm, <laughs> where she can like pop her elbow, and it looks like her arm is broken. When it's not, like she can do it on command, and it looks like her forearm is bending the wrong way, and it's disgusting. Um, so I feel like she could d- do that. And Would they do that on a kid's show? What the- they've done it already. She's done it before. She's done it on TV. That's true. Yeah. Um, so like I, I could, s- I'm still trying to figure out in my head how she, she does that. And then they like either call the match off or that distracts Rhonda and she gets a roll up or a DDT on her or something. I don't know. That 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 is how I see Alexa pulling something out, or I could see Mickey James coming out and costing Ronda like DQ kind of thing, or Nia Jax even. I could see them pulling that out again. I don't and then know. They could sell the whole thing about how Ronda never technically lost. Exactly, and, and like they did at Money in the Bank, and that to right. me is what is going to happen because, like you mentioned, they keep Ronda undefeated. But they still somehow create an underdog of Ronda chasing the title. Like, she Ron, can't. Yeah. they somehow, And they've done a good job of somehow succeeding on making yeah. Ronda freaking Rousey and underdog. And that's the other thing. she She's a great babyface chasing the title. Like, we've seen over the past however, however many months. She actually is very good in the chase the title situation. So, like, I think they can drag that out another month and a half. I really do. Um, so yeah, I'm, mm, like I said, I have the right to change this on Sunday (laughs) if, if I change my mind, which I probably will. I usually, I usually make my picks around Tuesday or Wednesday for pay-per-views and half of them usually get changed by Sunday and then I get them wrong. But as of right now, I'm going to go with Alexa walks out champ because that's how our predictions go. I, I think Ronda wins the match, but Alexa walks out as champion. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. And then wins at Evolution. The I mean, ne- either way, either way, I think as far as the writers, I don't want to say they backed themselves in the corner, but the, this is the one time where I'll say the writers have put themselves in a win-win situation. Oh, absolutely. 100%. As long as I – obviously, you can't have Ronda lose clean. Right. And I – that's and the I, only way they can really, they can right. really say this is a win-win situation. Yeah, because even if they gave her a loss, even like if it's a dirty loss, it's okay. I don't think they're going to, 
I think she's going to win one way or another. I think I think, I think they have to keep Ronda's yeah. record unblemished here. I completely I think. Although, I don't know though because I think if, if you they, take if that really if you take that undefeated up. thing away, then there's. It's too soon. I think it's too soon in her in her run. I mean, yeah, but if she it's was dirty, like I could if see it. Be, I don't know. If it's dirty, yeah, but still, just the sight that Ronda Rousey either gets rolled up or something. Or what if? The... What if Ronda loses her cool, and she loses via disqualification? I think because I think then they could say that she's never been pinned or submitted. That would that would make a lot more sense because we have seen when Ronda's on the main streak. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, she becomes even more likable, which yes. is even which is hard which is hard to fathom, but. She can attack the ref. She, she could, or it could be something where uh, Alicia Fox pops back up. But <laughs> Alicia Fox needs to go away. You know, there's Alicia there's Fox a plethora of things that yeah. they can do here. The biggest thing here is whether she walks out with the strap or not. They need to keep the whole. She's never been pinned. Blah, blah, blah. They need to keep her record as unblemished as they possibly possibly. That's why I think. Can. Now that I think about it, I think they could do her getting disqualified type of thing or losing via count out or something. Double count out maybe. I don't know. But I could see them doing that because they do push that they haven't been pinned or submitted in WWE type of thing. Like they did that with Asuka too for a while. So that's whatever. Um, Yeah, let's move on to that. I would also like to say that's the match I'm most looking forward to in ring wise. Same. Oh, my God. You. If 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 I can't go up there for SummerSlam, the sounds you'll hear in the background is going to be <laughs> me like screaming at my TV about this match. I think this one's going to be probably my favorite match. It are, I think it already is my favorite match on the card. Yes, like I said, in ring wise, in ring wise, yes. Segue because the best storyline oh, on this card the is storyline in the company. It, it, yeah, in a long. This is an eight year long rivalry. Eight I years. I don't think they planned on. I don't think they no. planned on this. They got think, so lucky the, that they stumbled onto this. Honestly, I think the writers accidentally wrote themselves the greatest freaking rivalry honestly, we've seen in a long those time. Those promos, those vignettes on SmackDown gave me chills and made me so excited for this Same. match. If you haven't noticed yet, the match we're talking about is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. The rookie versus the pro. Daniel's first win in WWE was against The Miz. His first title in WWE came off The Miz. The talking smack promo that The Miz cut on Daniel Bryan, telling him why he didn't quit. Everything, just everything is just amazing. I can't wait. Uh, A matchup years in the making. The Miz has taunted and disparaged Daniel Bryan since an injury forced him to retire. In that time, Miz's superstar status has only grown brighter, becoming one of the most decorated intercontinental champions of all time. And now that stealing his moves, don't forget stealing. Oh, absolutely stealing his moves. Oh God, the yes kicks becoming the it kicks. Such a good rivalry. Now that Bryan is cleared to wrestle. Can he finally get a chance to punch Miz in the face at SummerSlam? Connor, who wins? The, I also would like to point out as a little preface, Daniel Bryan's contract is up in WWE September 1st. So in 16 days, uh, well, from recording, in 12, what, yeah, 12 days after SummerSlam. 
Oh, who wins man, this match? Oh, man. Dude, in just in just the description of it and just in just you talking about it, I've already got butterflies in my stomach because this this match like I don't care that there's a Brock and Roman and I don't care, you know, that there's AJ and Samoa Joe, which that one's a good is a good one because story not just WWE storyline, but those two go way 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 back just yeah, speaking of other, 8 year other, other, or right. feud like promotional wise. And I mean, we all know I care about the Ronda Alexa match, but this match, this match right here between Daniel Bryan and the Miz, this one is the main event. And I feel so, 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 so bad for the match that follows it because that crowd is going to be just tired out. Probably be the SmackDown tag titles. (laughs) Because it is, and I mean that would actually be good because the new day know how to rev up a know, know how to pick up a dead crowd. True, but but this the fans are going to eat this one up. This is going to be the best match of the night. I think this is going to be match of the year. Ooh. This this oh my goodness, this is the this is going to be the first WWE match in a long time where I think everyone in the building. Whether it's a fan or people backstage, or people watching from home, are just going to feel every little bit of emotion here. This, I'm I'm already revved up talking about this match. I'm so revved up talking so about this. Like I'm ready to watch this right now. Oh my goodness! So, and you brought up a good point about the about Daniel Bryan's contract, and which brings me back to something that you mentioned on a previous show, which I think you which I think you mentioned this when. Uh, Tom and Zach, when, when you when you three did uh, the Extreme Rules preview or or whatever it was, yeah. okay. And I can't remember if it was that show or it was something else, but I know you said it specifically, whether it was to them or whether it was to me, that you think that if Daniel Bryan isn't going, that you know, if Daniel Bryan isn't going to renew his contract. They're going to try to churn out every bit of nostalgia that they possibly can. Oh, they did yeah. it with they did it with the brief team hell no reunion, and then yep. they wrote him off because Kane had an election. Which, by the way, congratulations, Glenn Jacobs, uh, a mayor of Knox County, yep. Tennessee, um, officially making Rusev Day an actual thing. What a guy, right? <laughs> um, but then I'm looking at it because I think that. I know that Daniel Bryan wants to go elsewhere and they can utilize his talents and everything, but I also think that he that even with all the concussions and all of that, notice how they have been in all the matches that he's been in. The they haven't been very reckless with him. They're really taking care of him. They're really oh well, yeah. They're really going. They're really playing a long game here. And then I look at the fact that Total Bellas just got renewed for yet another season. And you, and they're and they're gonna start and they're gonna be filming that and that's gonna happen and all that film is gonna go past the September first thing, and you know it just makes sense you know with 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 Bree, Nikki, what, which one? He's with Bree. It's Bree. Thank you. Oh my lord. Um, Nikki Nikki's the, the on and off with John. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know with Bree and and Daniel Bryan having the kid and all of that and you know. The Bellas still a fairly integral part to the WWE as far as their pop culture 
appeal. And the biggest thing that that I've I've seen that plays a role in the whole Daniel Bryan contract talks is the whole family aspect. Mm-hmm. And I'll just get it out of the way. I think Daniel Bryan stays. I think they resign him because I don't think they can afford to keep. I don't think they can afford to lose him. That is. I completely agree. Especially going into SmackDown 1000, especially considering the, That's especially right. considering the big TV deal with Fox Sports that they have going into next year, you need to light. You need to have Daniel. You need to keep a latch on Daniel Bryan on SmackDown Live as long agree. as you possibly can. So. Wow, it's. I don't know, I don't know. This match is, I, I really don't want this match to be a one-off, but I think this match is better served to be a one-off here, uh, between the two. In the short term, yes. I don't. I don't want this to be a typical WWE rivalry where they do three matches at the next three pay-per-views. Right. I um, think I hope this, this is a one-off. Yeah, this is a one-off. This for a while. Yeah, and then maybe they do one at like Rumble and then Rumble at Mania. Or, right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think Mania will be a great time to see this revisited. But wow. Yeah. You know, this makes This is tough because <laughs> Who you got? Over the last 3 or 4 years, I've actually grown to really appreciate and like the Miz. I really like Daniel Bryan. Oh my gosh. This is so tough. Why can't I just sit and enjoy this match? <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Oh, I, I am going to hang on every second. Daniel Bryan. Okay. Daniel Bryan. I, the, the scenes. The absolute scenes in Brooklyn. Oh, absolutely. finally go. Because, I mean, The Miz... The way he's able to work his career and his persona and his heel, again, like it'll it'll be a it'll be an it'll be a bump in the road, mm-hmm. but he can re but the Miz can easily rebuild himself. I think they oh, need easy. To set, oh yeah. I think they need to set Daniel Bryan up for a run at a at a title very, very soon. And this I think is the marquee victory for him to do so. Cause he'll because if he wins this, imagine how over he'll be. I mean he already is, but I gotta go, Daniel Bryan. I have to go, Daniel Bryan here. Um, I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna. There's two. To me, there's two ways that this goes. Um, the first way is the way that I think will go down. I think Daniel resigns eventually. I don't. You know, I don't know if he'll resign before some. I don't think he will, but I think he will, and I think they're confident that he will. So I think what I think will happen is that SummerSlam. It's the first match. I think Daniel gets the win here. And I think I think it's pretty clean. It's going to be a great match. Lots of near falls. I think this potentially opens up the show, to be honest. Get the crowd fired up right away. And then get your like lower card matches out of the way, like Balor and Corbin and like all the like the tag team matches, maybe, you know, that kind of stuff. Um But yeah, I think fantastic like it's going to be a hard hitting lots of near falls type of match daniel wins and then you separate them however you want to and then what i kind of hope happens and i'm not sure how you get there but once you i hope what i hope happens is that at royal rumble somehow miz wins the wwe championship 
And then Daniel wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Because then you can just have round two at WrestleMania. Like, just straight up. And there's, the, like, it, that just writes itself. But anyway, that's that's fantasy booking. Or the other way to go with that is that Daniel faces up <laughs> I don't want to say Daniel wins the title against a certain Samoan assassin. Um Oh wow. <laughs> I'm spoiling up my future matches here. Um I think Daniel, like, right? Like, I think Daniel versus Samoa Joe, I think that's a great title feud eventually. And and that that would probably be like a December, January type of thing before Mania. But I I think that could be potentially good. And then, you know, Miz wins number one contendership going into Mania. You could do either one like that. Um, But, yeah, that's the way I think it goes. Now, picture this. On the off chance that Daniel doesn't resign i think if he doesn't and they know he's not going to like maybe he tells them this weekend or something or maybe they just know they don't plan on resign i don't know if they don't plan on keeping him have ms win clean just easy clean and maybe like a beat up angle afterwards and then send daniel bryan out don't have him on smackdown just he's done and then send them off to the indies. I think that's how they would do that if, for some reason, they figure or they that they think that they're not going to resign him. So I think this weekend is going to be a very telling situation into the future of Daniel's contract. Um, because I think if they keep if if they're confident they're going to resign him, I think they're going to have him win pretty convincingly so that. They can set up in the second match in this rivalry. Whenever it happens, Miz has to cheat to win. That's how they would normally set it up. You know what I just thought of? What? And I think this, and I think it's going to play a role in the in more fuel into the feud. WWE 2K19 just really just brought back the showcase, uh, the, <sighs> the superstar showcase mode. The featured superstar is Daniel Bryan. That's right. I forgot about that. So if they basically, if he's not with the company when the game is released and he's on the showcase mode and it's all of those big matches documenting his career, that is... Uh, Although, to be fair, that happened with CM Punk. <laughs> that, that, that did. That did. He was, a co- he was a cover athlete and everything, but... Well, no, situ- he, he was the showcase. It, well, he wasn't. The, he was in the... Because it was the John Cena showcase, I believe. Right, or maybe it was just Cena Punk in general. It was because that showcase. Yeah, the, the rivalry. It, had to it was Cena Punk yeah. and Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Those were the right. two rivalries that were highlighted in the, and that was after he had left in the, uh, that that year. So that's that's true. But I, they, the situations are so much different between Punk's exit. Yes. And yes. Daniel Bryan's exit. I agree. I mean the, the CM Punk thing. It it was bad blood all around. But yeah, that's Brad. interesting. I didn't even think about that. So, I mean, think about it. So, if Daniel Bryan wins and he re-signs, which I think he does, the Miz can the Miz can go on his tangent about saying how it was a fluke and all that stuff and then complain about how he should he should be giving all the spotlight and everything yeah. and all of that because 
uh, he deserves to have a mode in a video game be- uh, for him because he has a TV show. He's the most musty. He made titles relevant. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. There's a lot of material that they can go with that, and, and the Miz can make it work yeah. so 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 well. Yeah. Like I just thought of that thought of thought of that when you're talking about how the rivalry could go down, and I was just like, wait a second. 2K19 just released the Daniel Bryan thing. Interestingly enough, 2K19 plays a part in my other in one of my other predictions. Um, but yeah, I I am fully confident that Daniel Bryan wins this match. So match of the night, match of the, match night. Of the night, and the next match, the Bludgeon Brothers will be defending their SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. In a two-on-two match against the New Day. The New Day came out on top after a grueling tag team tournament and became the number one contenders for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. The reigning champs, the Bludgeon Brothers, are still undefeated in tag team action and have taken out the Usos, the club, and the New Day in the past. But will Xavier, Kofi, and Biggie learn from their last fight uh, to become tag team championship? Or tag team champions again. Connor, who do you think walks out SmackDown Live tag team champs? You know, <clears throat> you know, I... If you don't put the belts on the New Day, then what, what do you do with them? They can only be kind of... They can do everything. <laughs> they, they can do everything, but you build them back up again to have them lose at SummerSlam, and then, you know... Build them back up again. <laughs> when did they? Um, as, as far as as far as big and tight, as far as like being clear cut, like number one contenders. Yeah, they never lost their luster. I was gonna say like, as, but because they had a title match at Mania, right? And then, geez, what have the Bludgeons done after, since then? <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. They took on Carl Anderson and Luke Allers. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. You know, I just. You can only you can only keep having the new day flirt with the title so long, and they 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 can get over with fans with the pancake power and everything for all they want. But eventually, I think if they keep having them lose the title matches, then it's kind of just like, oh, okay, they're dancing, they're singing around, and everything. But and they're the four time tag team champs who make you feel the power. But what have you done for me lately? At that point. <laughs> That's that, that's essentially what. But what have you done for me lately? That's essentially what they'll become if they keep being like, oh, you like, oh yeah, you guys were a very dominant tag team. You guys are still a very very good tag team, but you haven't won the belt in a while. So I disagree. It, I. <laughs> you know I, what? I could I could tell you what I want to happen, and I want okay. them to win the belt. I you, want them to win the belt. As oh yeah. I me so too. I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna stick with that. You're gonna you you say they win. I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I I think New Day wins. Um I'm going to first so I'm going to go yeah, I'm going to explain this. So I disagree. I think that the New Day are so good and they've been so good for so long that they're very established and they can afford to not have the t- like they don't need the titles anymore. Obviously they I think in my mind they will get another title run eventually in the in the near future. Maybe after Mania, maybe at Mania, something like that. But they don't. I don't think they need the titles. 
especially right now. They're just they're fantastic. They can go into a uh, something with the Usos again, maybe, or Sand. They can keep going with Sandy. There's so many options that they can do on Smack. They could a heel a heel club could come back, and they could do something with them. To me, it's the last two SmackDowns. The, the Bludgeons have won squash matches. That's not even true. This past yesterday, well Tuesday, there the squash match didn't even start. They just beat up the guys before the match happened. Still a squash. Still, yeah, squash segment. So why why build up? them in squash matches if they're just gonna lose to an actual team like squash matches are always you know these guys are really good these guys are really good but can they actually beat real teams yeah they can (laughs) so i think they're just building them up again i'm not sure why (laughs) because honestly their tag team run has not been good and ever since they won the belts it's been very like the tag team division, like the tag team division that the new day and the Usos built over a course of like four or five months last year has just fallen into nothingness in pre-show matches. So, but for, but for whatever reason, they seem very invested in the Bludgeon brothers. Excuse me. To me, I think, yeah, I think that the New Day are just too good that they don't need the belts, and I think that they've invested more into the Bludgeon Brothers at this point. I think they've built up New Day just to lose to the Bludgeon Brothers again, especially with that Sanity match. You know, oh my god, he can pick up Killian Dane. He can probably do that to the Bludgeons now. To me, it just all seems like it's building towards a Bludgeon Brothers you know, pre maybe not an easy win. Like this will probably be a very competitive match. Like very, I don't think it'll be like WrestleMania where they just destroyed everyone. I think it'll be a lot more competitive this time around. But I still think that they walk out championship or champions. I I just want them to put the belt on the new day. So I completely yeah. agree. <clears throat> I I would much rather that. As much as I do, I will preface this too. I I really like Eric. Uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, like they're fantastic, especially mm-hmm. Luke Harper. But this Bludgeon Brothers gimmick is not good. They're yeah, too. I, kind of, I like it. Yeah, but they. I like it better than the Wyatt family gimmick. See, I enjoy it, Even but like I think this is essentially just a rehash of a gimmick. Yeah, the, the it's basically Wyatt the same gimmick minus Bray Wyatt. It's basically the same thing, except now they're carrying hammers, <laughs> and. To me, it's they seem a little too goofy. Even though they're not really goofy, they just seem they don't seem menacing. Like it seems a little too over the top. Like before, they were just two crazy guys, <laughs> but now they have hammers. Like it, it, that's just weird to me. I don't know. I would prefer. Uh, I think they're menacing in the fact that they are just like they're very like just stone cold. You oh know? yeah. They, they, they also up, they, they also look like they stole food. Kane's wardrobe from the nineties. Hey man, I I'm a fan. Of, I I like the I like I could like this Bludgeon Brothers gimmick. And again, theme song connoisseur. I love it. I there's something about True. that guitar in that song that I love. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Dolph Ziggler will defend his Intercontinental Championship with Drew McIntyre in his corner against Seth Rollins 
with Dean Ambrose in his corner. Drew McIntyre has been the thorn in Seth Rollins' side since his friend Dolph Ziggler entered the Intercontinental title scene. The Scotsman has helped Ziggler capture the title and defend it on multiple occasions as he continues to lurk on the sidelines. Seth Rollins is hoping a returning Dean Ambrose will be the equalizer in this match as the architect strives to become a two-time Intercontinental Champion. Connor, who walks out the Intercontinental Champion? Dolph Ziggler, because Ambrose turns heel on Rollins. Next. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. We don't. I don't think we need to talk about this one too much. Like, like come on. I mean, Ambrose looks... I mean, first of all, I'm glad Ambrose is back. Yes. Second of all, can we just acknowledge the fact that Renee Young, who did an excellent job on commentary on Monday... Was on commentary when he returned. It was, so was on commentary when he returned. And I guarantee it was a massive. Mo- it was a massive moment because that's because that's her husband. Notice how she said nothing, nothing. <laughs> I guarantee you, Vince was just like, "Hey, Renee, take the headset off, enjoy it." And I'm actually glad you brought that up because I did want to mention she did a fantastic job on Monday night. Yes, she did. like we thought she would, and she apparently Vince also thought so. Vince was very impressed with Renee with Renee Young and. Um, we already know that she's, she did the May Young Classic. I I would assume now she will be thrown on a, a, the Evolution she's commentary thing. She's got to be on the Evolution commentary and table. And he, he said himself, Vince said himself, that she will uh, be back on that Monday Night Roll whenever she is needed. Like, I don't think Booker is ever coming back. <laughs> I think right, whenever, sorry, coach, whenever Coach is on assignment, he's going to be um, – I think it's going to be Renee, which also brings me to another point real quick because I just thought of this. Coachman is the pregame slash halftime reporter on Madden. Yeah. (laughs) That came out of nowhere for me. So I think that's where he was on one of the times that he was on assignment. I think he was probably recording some of that you stuff. You all doing, doing, doing voiceover? Yeah. But anyway, I digress. I, I, it just caught me off guard when I Apparently, the first game loaded, and it's a, it's the coach here. I'm like, oh, good halftime show, coachman! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a video that I saw that was recommended on YouTube. It was like, the reason why Jonathan Coachman isn't on WWE games anymore. I wonder if that's what they were talking about, or maybe it was just the fact that they just recently Ooh. brought him back, so there's yeah. no reason to put him in a damn game. You couldn't really yeah. have put him on a game because he was on ESPN for the last few years. True. Reg- regardless. Regardless. Yeah. Any- anyways, yeah. Yeah, like you yeah, said, but- Seth is going to lose because I think Ambrose is going to turn heel. Now That the- was the plans all along. When oh, yeah, this was, was the WrestleMania plan. To- he was supposed to turn on the shield. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, the only other way I could see this happening is Seth winning and then doing a you know, a Shinsuke AJ thing where Dean turns heel on him then, and then they go after the IC belt. But I don't think that needs to happen because I think this feud doesn't need the Intercontinental Championship. No, it doesn't. I think Dolph and Drew will benefit from it more in the long term, and they can they can feud with other people. I, I think Seth and Dean can just fight on their own. Right. I was going to say, because what do you do if Rollins wins the belt? I mean, one, yeah, you put it on one of the hottest superstars in the company right now, but, as far as like yeah. momentum wise, and then you run a very, you run a program that's going to be a very hot program in the mm-hmm. form of, of heel Ambrose, which is the only one to technically not be heel out of the shield. Roman's not been heel. Uh-huh. Roman's not been heel. That's what the WWE wants you to think. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like he he has not been a true heel. He is he has not been a true heel, no. no. But I mean He's been a badass baby face, but he has not been a true heel. Eh, I would say he I I would say he kinda hit heel status when he beat The Undertaker. He Again, I think that was just badass baby face. I don't I don't I don't think you have a baby face who they blew up the company beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania and still be called a baby face though. That's what I thought too. <laughs> but then he's still uh, cutting baby face bro. whatever. I, I don't, I'm yeah. trying to remember who he faced after that. Cuz it was it was like <sighs> Oh no, was that the, was that when they ran the Cena program or was that before Taker? I think that was before Taker. I'm trying to think that might have been Did he go on to win the title? I no. Think so, I, he he went on to do something because then he kept because that was his one line that he kept was he was like I'm the guy that put down the Undertaker. I was like thanks Roman, but <laughs> but anyways, I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, yes, that's, that's, I, that's, that's, I Roman's not Roman's not really important in this in this topic here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it just makes sense yep. because what do you do with Dolph if you take the title off him? I mean, uh, granted, feud with Drew. Granted, you get a very 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 white hot program yes with rollins and ambrose which it would still be that way without the title yes but if you take the belt off of dolph i still think it's too soon to turn drew on dolph or dolph on drew i just I want drew to like be universal game. champion <laughs> so do i i just Drew's think it's so still good too, i think it's still too soon to turn Dolph on drew because we all know yeah. that's what's gonna happen yeah. here um one no. one big thing, like everyone's like, oh, why is it a certain thing that Dean's going to turn on Seth? Uh, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer uh, pointed out they wouldn't have brought back Dean six days before SummerSlam if they didn't have something big planned for SummerSlam itself. Exactly. Like if they like, didn't plan on turning him heel, he would have just returned at SummerSlam or yeah, he would have well, returned SummerSlam. the Raw after. Yeah. Right. But. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's something massive in store for Ambrose, which kudos to him, which I think, so you know, exciting. being gone for nine months, I, I can't wait for that program. And he happen. just looks fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to I need I need the Dean Ambrose workout program, honestly. I completely I need, agree. I need somebody to just put me away for nine months and just let me go to work. <laughs> you know what I just noticed, right. too? That match has three former Money in the Bank winners. That's very true, and hopefully a future fourth. <laughs> Segway. Braun Strowman <laughs> will be defending his WWE Money in the Bank briefcase against Kevin Owens. If Braun Strowman loses in any capacity, count out or disqualification, pin submission, anything like that, Owens will win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, for weeks, Braun Strowman has made Kevin Owens' uh, life hell on Monday Night Raw, and the Monster Among Men tossed KO from the top of the cage during their match at Extreme Rules. It seems Strowman was done with Kevin. Unfortunately for Braun, the fall was the last straw for Kevin Owens as he now looks to take away everything from Strowman, including his Money in the Bank. Like I said, if Owen win, if Owens wins by any means, he will win the contract and put a damper on Strowman's quest to become Universal Champion. Connor, who do you have winning? Well, you almost had me completely sold on the theory that Owens is going to win <laughs> and, all, and everything and then cash it in. But, you know, while I still think that's very feasible, 
because I still think that I still think that the WWE can afford to still be, have Braun crazy over and still have still be very likable and have him on a war path going forward. I really like this monster in the bank thing, so let's keep it going past SummerSlam. So I kind of agree. You know what? I'm gonna say it, bro. Again, I would also like to preface this: these are not my final picks for this weekend. <laughs> but for now, I say my boy Braun. Yeah, Braun Strowman, not. Braun as in LeBron. I know I say my boy Braun a or, lot, but this is the wrong Braun. Or Ryan Braun. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Um, Yeah, I completely agree. The, the story that they've been telling over the past couple of weeks and starting at Extreme Rules is that Braun doesn't care about winning. He only cares about beating up Kevin Owens. So he loses a lot of his matches because he only cares about, you know, he doesn't care about the win. But now he has to care about the win because of his briefcase, and I think that's how it works. He just, you know, I have to win, so I'm going to. I think it's going to be a pretty quick, like, obviously there's going to be every everything in the book where Kevin tries to get Braun counted out. He try, He gives him a chair and is like, hit me, do it, hit me. Or, he, you know, all that kind of stuff. He... <laughs> kayfabe if kevin was smart he would just say hey gender once the bell rings come out and kick me in the face <laughs> but that obviously they're not going to do that um like i said i think Strowman just wins this and i also think there might be a no there won't be the twist during this match i'll get to it later i think there will be a twist including Strowman at some point later in the night but we'll get to that in a little bit the next match is the uni- Universal, the United States Championship match. Yo, we're still not at the at the main two. Bro, we still it's this match and two others. We're oh, we're getting Lord. there. We're getting there. I know. This is like this is a long how stacked this card is. It's stacked, very stacked card. Shinsuke Nakamura is defending his US Championship against Jeff Hardy. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura captured the U.S. Championship at Extreme Rules from Jeff Hardy in the shortest match in WWE pay-per-view history. Now, I don't believe that. That's what this website is saying. I'm pretty sure The Rock versus Eric Rowan was shorter at WrestleMania. 33, I think that was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was shorter. Maybe this rivaled it. I'm not sure. Whatever. Hardy has uh, been looking to recapture the title, but Randy Orton's return as a heel... Uh, and he continues to interfere with Hardy. At SummerSlam, Hardy tries to get back his championship while avoiding Orton's path of destruction. Now, it's weird that they... It's very strange that a SummerSlam feud is being built around two guys who aren't even fighting. (laughs) The feud has been built around Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. But either way, Connor, who do you have walking out as U.S. champion? Not Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Randy Orton, no. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. because we all know that the whole Jeff Hardy Randy Orton thing is going to happen. Yeah. So let's. I don't even know. I don't even know why we're going to pretend that Jeff Hardy even has a fighting chance in hell here. Shinsuke is going to win. They're actually going to have a match, match, not some yep. low blow before the before the referee even looks and all that stuff. They're actually going to have a match, and but Jeff I think Orton. Come... I think Orton yeah. interferes. Yep, he's going to interfere. So Shinsuke's going to win, whether it's DQ because Orton hits an RKO out of nowhere. That's a line I haven't said in a while. On Jeff Hardy. <laughs> out of nowhere. 
He's going to hit it on Jeff Hardy, and the ref sees or he doesn't see, but we know Orton is going to show up, and Shinsuke is going to take advantage of it, and he's going to win, and he's going to move on. And what I hope happens is that you put... You know what? I'm going to save that for my one last thing, which I think you'll be intrigued about. Okay. Cool. So my answer is Shinsuke. Me too. I, I'm not going to... like. Like I said, they're building the match around Hardy and Orton and not Hardy and Nakamura. Right. It's, my, it's, to me, just, yeah. it's the biggest spoil. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, we, we know who's going to win right. SummerSlam. Let's just talk about the next feud now. This also confirms my theory from Wednesday's podcast that WWE is just going to sweep the whole Orton thing under the rug and forget about it. Because they're just, they kept him on, he was still on TV on Tuesday, and I think they're going to continue having him on like I, I don't think they're going to punish him at all. But that's... can you imagine an RKO out of nowhere pop in Brooklyn though, heel or face? That's that's kind of what you want. See, that's why I don't that. think he's going to do it because he is a heel. Whatever. Oh, he'll do it. I think they've been. He hasn't. Since, he keeps on teasing to hold the most dangerous three letters. Blah, 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 blah. That's for. I, that's true, I guess. So I, I think SummerSlam, he finally just comes out and he's like, oh, oh, hey, by the way, remember this RKO. You know what I kind of hope happens. Because he kind because he kind of he keeps threatening that oh yeah it's still in my arsenal I can get anybody with it it's gonna happen I hope that before the match starts while the ref is putting the title you know like like how Nakamura hit him with the Kinshasa or the low yeah. blow last time because the ref wasn't looking with the title Randy Orton RKO's him <laughs> and yeah. then just ding 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 and then Nakamura just pins him off the RKO yeah that is all. I'd be really okay with that, actually. I, I'd be very okay with it. I'd be okay if there's an actual match, or I'd be okay if or just like, hey, screw this. Let's get I to want, the, let's get to the next two. I want it to be right. a short match so that other matches have more time. Like, Wait. yeah, let's go. Let's like go the WWE Championship match between the defending champion AJ Styles uh, defending his championship against Samoa Joe. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe have had a heated rivalry throughout their careers, and now they take it to SummerSlam as Joe looks to win his first title on the WWE main roster. The two have wrestled around the world for different promotions, and now it's time to put the spotlight on both competitors in front of a hot Brooklyn crowd. Styles has held the belt uh, for almost a year and continues to look at the top of his game but will Joe finally have AJ's number this Sunday? Who walks out WWE champion? Not Samoa Joe yet. Not yet. Not yet. He is going to be the champion, but not yet. Although, out of nowhere, they have brought up the fact that he's that AJ Styles is now the longest reigning WWE champion to be on SmackDown, which... I think since playing, JBL, since JBL, I think they're playing that up because, because I mean, so Joe could go in and wreck it. This would be an opportune time for Joe to, to get it. You know what? I haven't said a lot of belts have been. I've said a, I've said a lot of belts have changed hands. Actually, I've yeah. said a lot of belts have changed hands. Yeah, so, I think you have. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think every title title match here i've said the belt changes hands it, no not the raw tag team or us oh well yeah so <laughs> but well those well those are like foregone conclusions almost but yeah. 
especially the U.S. title. That's yeah. just the biggest foregone conclusion. Absolutely. Again, the storytelling in this match is going to be great. Yes. I want AJ Styles to retain because I still think Samoa Joe is going to get the belt regardless, in, whether it's SummerSlam or the very near future. So... I'm just trying to think, what do you what do you do with AJ Styles if they pull him off the belt? Sure, you run a lengthy program, and then what? You flip him to Raw again, but he could feud with Nakamura again. <laughs> he very well, he, that's actually very plausible. However, for the again, US Senate, yeah. Again, the U. I have I have the future number one contender in my mind already. And that's for my that's for my one last thing. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. This. It's very, it's really funny because I actually completely agree with you, um, and my reasoning is two reasons. One, he's on the cover of Two K Nineteen, even yep. though that does come out before Hell in a Cell, or after Hell in a Cell, I think. They've already released the screen grabs with him with the title and everything. Well, in the game, so yeah, they, which I which they can easily go in and edit again. That's not a problem. Well, they always, yeah, it, that's whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's why he retains here, just be- so that they can promote the game before Hell in a Cell, because Hell in a Cell is always sponsored by the by the by the game. And I think my other reason is because of WWE fifty fifty booking. They always do a series of three matches. You have to have two different winners going into the third match, and I th- and I, I think that's what's going to happen here. AJ is going to. Sneak out a win as a babyface, retain the title, and then Joe is going to have to do some dastardly heel work at Hell in a Cell, or just you know do it in a Hell in a Cell match, and make it brutal and make Joe just you know destroy Styles somehow. Because then you can have the the rubber match can be the rematch, and then you don't have to do a fourth match, or you know then you because if you give him the title here, then you do the rematch. Then the, how do you you know then it's then it's only a two match see I don't know I don't think that's how it, this this rivalry can go three matches and it should so I think that's how it's gonna go I although I could see them giving it to Joe at, at this but I don't think so at the same time because I think that the the universal title is gonna change hands and we'll get to that in a second but yeah I think I think AJ retains. And the final match, most likely the main event of the night. Oh, we know it is. It, yeah, we we know it's Lesnar and Brock. The Universal Championship will be defended when the defending champion Brock Lesnar takes on Roman Reigns. I would just like to point out that this match, all the other matches had the champion first and then the challenger. This match has Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Wonder why. Weird. The story in this feud revolves around Brock Lesnar's absence from regular WWE television. Since he's the Universal Champion, that also means that the title is rarely around to be defended, which annoys the WWE Universe at large. Roman Reigns won a number one contender tournament they have. It was a series of two matches. To face Brock Lesnar for the third time this year uh, and finally capture his first Universal Championship. I keep forgetting that he's never won that belt. 
But as Lesnar shows up or shows more aggression than he has in the past, does the big dog have a chance? Not to mention, there's a money in the bank briefcase holder waiting in the wings, no matter if it's Strowman or KO. Connor, who walks out? I'm phrasing this specifically. I knew you would do that. I knew you would do that. Who walks out of SummerSlam? Universal champion. What the hell, man? <laughs> Just right. kidding. Okay, first, first okay, <laughs> Roman versus Brock. Who wins? Roman. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, it's uh, all right. So, <laughs> so let's let's say that the Money in the Bank holder, whomever it is, doesn't cash in. On Sunday, right? Maybe they cash in the next day. Could happen. Which could happen. Which could happen if Brock wins. Because there's all the speculation that Brock could stay and everything with, and have and have more dates. Because as of right now, his, his WWE contract, his current one, that's of the one that's public right now. Yeah. His final date is the month is the day after. SummerSlam, so Monday Night Raw, yes, which he's scheduled to appear, yes, and whether or not that's just to run, whether that's just to brag about how he's retained the title and how he's going, he's taking it to UFC, and then the Money in the Bank uh, uh, holder comes in, or whether he comes in because he's pissed off because he lost to Roman, uh, and then he just dis- yeah, yeah, Suplex City's Roman, and then. And then uh, the Money in the Bank holder pulls Adolf Ziegler on Alberto Del Rio and just comes in and w- and wins it that way. What a great cash in that was, huh? right? You know, but I am still very adamant in what I said weeks ago, and I said the WWE, with all the stock that they have right now, can not afford to have the Universal Title off of raw any longer for the rest of this calendar year i agree they cannot afford to do that with the tv deal with the new game coming out with 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 the whole with them ramping the whole pop culture scene with Miz and mrs and total bellas being renewed and all of everything that they have going on from a brand play perspective keeping the title that you've essentially built to be the crown jewel of the company not the wwe title but the universal title you built that to be the crown jewel of it and if you keep it off tv longer in this calendar year what's the point what is the what is the point so i'll tell you what what this is what i think is going to happen here roman reigns walks out of SummerSlam with the belt he keeps it, and if there is a cash-in that happens, it's Monday night after Brock Lesnar runs roughshod on him after Brock says, I finally slayed the beast, blah, 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 blah. Roman gets obliterated on Raw, and whether it's Braun or whether it's KO or whether it's whoever, <laughs> they come down, they cash it in, and they either win the belt or I could, if it's, yeah, 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 if it. If it's Kevin, if it's Kevin Owens, I could see them doing something where, where Roman gets blasted, but he still comes out of nowhere with a stupid Superman punch and wins. <laughs> and and I say this as a Roman Reigns. What a fan. waste of the briefcase! 
If you sure. take it off of Braun, give it to Owens, and then have Just, Roman... Oh, God. You're forgetting who we're talking about here. Oh. Don't act like you think it's not possible, because you know who we're talking it about. It is, and you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> I say this as a Roman fan, and no, I can see I, that no. a mile away. The, no. But the, the belt is not... Okay, put it this way. Roman wins the match... But as far as the end of that week, remember that wedding that I have to go to next weekend? Yeah. By the time I leave for that wedding, Roman does not have the belt by then. That is all I'll say. Yeah. I don't know who's going to have the belt, but it ain't Roman, and it's and it better not be Brock. But as far as who wins the match, it is Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman's going to walk out champion. I hope so. Um, SummerSlam has proven to be the... Pay-per-view where you cash in after the main event. <laughs> That's it's so true. Happened several times already, and you know it happened to Brian, and they created a star out of that. And then they tried to do that with Roman Reigns, and I really think that they're going to try to do it with Roman Reigns again, um, it, because it's it just makes a lot of sense. Like Strowman, from from storyline wise. It makes sense because you're going to have a beaten up Roman Reigns, especially because if he wins, Brock Lesnar could attack him after the match because he's so upset. And then and then you have Braun, who just almost lost his briefcase, be like, okay, I can't waste this opportunity anymore. I'm just going to go win it right now. Because he realistically, he can win it whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Now, to address the issue of having Brock on Raw, I've, you don't have to have him go out and beat Roman up. You can have him go out, be really upset, beat up a couple of officials and camera guys, and then get suspended for three months. Boom, off TV. They've done that before. That's what I see happening with Brock. Um, Or just the thing like, hey, I'm going to UFC, bye, didn't care about you guys anyway. Um, That could happen too. Now, I'm going to preface this with, this this is what I believe is going to happen. I guess I don't know the logistics of exactly how it's going to happen, but I think not only does Braun Strowman walk out champion, but I believe that Paul Heyman will be standing right next to Braun Strowman holding the universal belt like he did moments ago for Brock Lesnar. Heel or face? Heel. I think you turn, you turn Braun heel. They're not going to turn Roman heel, and I believe that they're turning that they're doing a Braun versus Roman feud going into Mania. They can do a they can do a double face thing here. They're not going they? to. At at the that WWE point, the universe is going to make Braun a heel because they're going to because he's because they they love him too much though. That's okay. Then you just, then they have the match where they boo the face and cheer the heel. We've seen that numerous times. Before, exactly. Haven't we? I think wholeheartedly, I don't know the logistics of how, you know, maybe Roman celebrating and Brock leaves and then Heyman just comes back out and says, ladies and gentlemen, blah, blah, blah. And you think maybe he makes you think that Brock's coming back out for his rematch clause maybe. (laughs) And, And then Strowman comes out with Heyman and they cash in and win. I don't know. 
because I really do. Th- I don't. I don't think Heyman and Lesnar are back together. I think Heyman is tricking Lesnar at this point. Oh, same. That same. that them getting back together on Raw. I don't think they're actually back together. Neither do I. Um, but I but I think they need to keep. They need to find a way to keep Paul Heyman on Raw. I completely agree. On television, if not, at least have him be a writer. But exactly. yeah, that's that's what happens. I think Roman wins the match, and then either Brock beats him up or Brock just leaves. And you have Roman have his moment in the sun, but then you have Strowman come out and cash in with Paul Heyman. I think that's the best way to do it because then that writes off Brock Lesnar from the title. You don't have to give him his rematch clause, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then you set up the Roman versus Braun feud going forward. I think that's well, the I best. Would think, I would think Brock has, has got to start getting into training for that Cormier fight sooner rather than later, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could be very... I mean, because I mean, he's I, I, eyeing I watched, what the January fight, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I said, like I'm not. I mean, I love watching the UFC, but I'm not going to pretend like I know how camps work and everything. But <laughs> I would like to. But I would like to think that with that fight being one of the first big ones in the beginning of 2019, he's got to start getting into camp for that consistently. Yeah, that's for that. I'm, yeah. So you would almost half to keep him off TV. So you suspend him for okay, so he comes on and you beat someone up. You su- and that's this is in you could suspend August. him indefinitely. So, so you could just do that. You just say suspended Yeah, you do that and then his indefinitely thing is up Royal Rumble after the fight. Boom. Yeah. Cuz you know Brock's coming back for Mania. Oh yeah. Whether it's a title match or no, it's right. not. I don't think it's, it's in. It's in New York too. It's he's going to be who, back from India. Someone wanted him. I don't remember. It wasn't Rock, was it? No. Though Rock said he does want to come back for Mania. Rock says he wants to come back for a Roman match. I would be so down. Or they could just do Rock versus Elias, and they can have a sing off. Before we wrap up this podcast. We're going to do one last thing from both of us. Connor, what's your one last thing? Bear with me. Bear with me. But I know we just got done talking about Daniel Bryan and the Miz and how they could run that rivalry. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. I know we just talked about that. I don't want them to run the rivalry, though. Right, but they yeah, could. They could, yeah. But no, if you're they right. decide to make this a one-off and not revisit it until around Mania... Yes. Daniel Bryan will be red, red hot. Might be one of the most over superstars, as if he already isn't. But at that moment, he will really be over because he finally slayed that thorn in his side. There is nobody on that SmackDown roster that I could think of past SummerSlam who, if my results that I think will happen, happen, will be in contention for a certain United States championship. You have Miz throw his temper tantrums on the side or whatever, and maybe have him focus on, like, the move or whatever. I've been watching Miz and Mrs., sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They can figure out what to do with, with the Miz easily. It's much easier for them to figure out what to do with the Miz, if whereas Daniel Bryan, if they have him lose, Daniel Bryan wins that match. 
And then you enter in a program, which a lot of people are calling me dream match worthy, between Shinsuke Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. And you start trading off there. And just imagine the very first time that Nakamura beats him, the heat that that man will get. You want to, you, you like, we've all been, the one of the things that you've been saying is that, oh, you're not, they, you think they've killed the, you thought that they've killed the heel run for Shinsuke when he, when AJ flattened him. It, it got resurged with the U.S. belt for sure. Right, they they definitely saved it. It resurged the belt and, and they saved it for sure. Yes. You want to know how to really make this man a heel? You can saw you can shasa the hell out of Daniel Bryan after he comes off of that. No explanation. Daniel Bryan comes out on Tuesday, cuts the cuts a promo of his life. Next thing you know, guitar hits. Shinsuke Nakamura comes out, flattens Daniel Bryan, and then we have that. I want that to happen. In Shinsuke the worst ways. Shinsuke versus Daniel Bryan. I want that to happen in the worst ways because it just makes sense. I, I think you you can't keep Daniel Bryan away from just not not the main title, but you can't keep him away from a title picture this long if he wins against the against the Miz. He had a tag team title match. What? A, yeah, that was that was a nostalgia pull. <laughs> I know. It doesn't count. But you can't oh keep him God. away from a singles title opportunity. Yep, that's happening. If he's that red hot after SummerSlam. That's officially so happening. I am calling it right now. Daniel Bryan wins at SummerSlam. Shinsuke obviously wins at SummerSlam. Get ready to see Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura for the, uni- for the United States Championship. I love it. I want it. I need it now. My one last thing. You are welcome. <laughs> my one last thing is actually Saturday because Saturday night is NXT Takeover Brooklyn Four, and it is NXT's WrestleMania of the year, and it's going to be fantastic. So, real quick, we're not going to discuss all the matches. We're just going to do our picks. Um, I and Connor, I'm totally putting you on the spot here because I didn't tell you about this. I love it. Um, so yeah, these. These five, I love that W or that NXT keeps it to five matches because then you can put enough time into each match. It's fantastic. I love what they're doing. Shayna Baszler versus knows how to write a pay per view. Shayna Baszler defending her title against Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. I think so too. I, I yeah, Kyrie Sane. Do you think they bring Shayna up for Evolution? Yeah, they might. I mean, she'll be on there either way, I guess. Never mind. She's going to be on there either way, yeah. yeah so. um, I agree with you, Kyrie Sane. Tomasa Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. For, Damn it. For the NXT Championship. Last man standing. On one hand, on one hand you just put the boat on Gargano, on, on Ciampa. On the other hand, man. It's the rubber match, too. You know what? Uh... Uh, uh, this one's Gargano. Hard. <laughs> I think an Alistair Black Gargano program is next before Gargano officially gets moved up. Gargano. You think? I don't know. It could go either way. I know. I'm it could go either way. I'm going to say Gargano just because I like him more. Um, Me too. Because it's WrestleMania, it's going to go out. It's quote-unquote WrestleMania. It's going to go on last. 
you're gonna they're gonna have that lasting image of Gargano winning the title. Adam Cole defending the North American Championship against Ricochet. Ooh, I think Adam Cole's on a one-way trip to the main roster sooner rather than later. Uh depending on what the rest of his buds on the Undisputed Era do. I like this program. I don't want it to end yet. I'm going to say Adam Cole. Um, I agree. Adam Cole holds on to that belt until WrestleMania weekend. So it'll be NXT TakeOver New York. They'll probably call it instead of Brooklyn. Um, Yes, Adam Cole retains. They'll be called up after WrestleMania. And speaking of the Undisputed Era, they defend their tag team titles against Mustache Mountain. Who do you got? Undisputed Era. I completely agree. Same same reasons. And Mustache, Mount, Mustache Mountain already had their tag team rival, their tag team run. And last but certainly not least, Velveteen Dream taking on EC3. Who's the face here, Velveteen? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Velveteen. Nope. Velveteen. You're wrong. EC3, when, tell me the last time Velveteen has won a match. <laughs> oh, no. He, I, don't, I haven't watched that. That's, fa- that's fair. So. No, Velveteen has been used as getting the next guy over type of thing. So he had, he the, the, his last match was Ricochet. Before that, you know, the um, Aleister Black he had one with. Even after that, I think he had one with Cassius Ono. Now EC3, EC3 is winning. This is this is going to be a showcase match. It's going to be a fantastic one back and forth match. But at EC3, this is going to be his up and coming. I think he then takes on Johnny Gargano uh, in the sure. championship match. But yeah, go watch NXT. I I say this every time. If you if you haven't watched wrestling and you want to give it a chance, go watch NXT Takeover because there has not been a bad takeover yet, and this will not be any different. This is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. This is going to be a great wrestling weekend. Connor, take us out. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, five star rating. We have it. Help us out. Bolster it. First round KO podcast on the podcast app with Apple, SoundCloud. Give us a heart rating. Just look up first round KO or first on KO podcast again you'll find us easiest way to do that still working on spotify we'll let you guys know but soundcloud and i and the itunes podcast app are the best two ways to find us as it currently stands also be on the lookout for the youtube page that's all i'm going to say i'll let you guys fill in the blanks from there <laughs> but i would really suggest you hit that subscribe button on that youtube page i don't know I would say right after you're done listening to this. Yes. Move, moving on. Getting to Twitter. Follow us on the Twitter page at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow me and not the Sacred Stone at Connormore underscore seven. Links in the description. Next time when we come back on this show, we will talk, we will break down exactly what happened in SummerSlam. How many of our picks were right? What were our final picks going into SummerSlam? Because these picks are subject to change, (laughs) as we've mentioned. So what are our final picks? And did they work? Were our picks on the show more accurate? Who knows? You're going to have to find out. Tune in next time. And who will be the WTC champion? That is is very, very true. We are definitely going to have an update on that as well. So the only way to figure figure out all of that 
you have no choice but to tune in for the next show when we shock the system since day one. Beg beg and please don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. Where the Michelin at the finish line? Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag, stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me as a challenge to manage. Into